Hello and welcome to the second episode of The Listed Legotion. My name is Ireti Bakare Yusuf. This is a show where we celebrate the textures, colors, the history and the beauty of this very dramatic cities from the eye of her lovers, indigenous and residents. Today it is my privilege to welcome someone who I've always dreamt of meeting, never got to meet. I call him Nigeria's Phileas Fogg. He's possibly one of the most traveled men you will meet in this country. Chief Newton Jibuno. Chief Newton Jibuno is one of the few people who has crossed the Sahara Desert by car four times. His background is in engineering with a specialization in soil mechanics. He started his career at the Federal Ministry of Works before joining Costain Group, where he rose to chairman, CEO, a position he held for 16 years. He's also a fellow of the Nigerian Institute of Builders and as an environmentalist, he's the founder of FAID, Fight Against Desert Encroachment. Dr. Jibuno is the author of four books, including his latest autobiography, Hunger for Power, which was presented at his 80th birthday. Chief Jibuno, welcome to the Listed Legotion. Thank you so much, sir. Welcome. Thank you for inviting me. It's a pleasure. Look, the pleasure is mine. I'm sure Lagos are thinking, wow, how did she get him? I have my ways, Lagos. So one of the reasons that I came up with this show is because of men and women like you. It's because you have so much history, you have so much story, and you've witnessed so much of the changes in this city. And we need to get that out because I think one of the sad things is Yes, we have a big youth culture, but we seem to be forgetting that age is always much more valued in our culture. And with age, you learn so much and much, much more. So um, let's get going, which is why I really am privileged for you to be here. Right, so you moved to Lagos after your education in the East. You came to further your education at Yabatek. Um, tell me, was that your first time in Lagos? Yaba College. Yes, yes Yaba yes, College. Yes, my first time. What was your impression? But first of all, let yeah, me go ahead, commend sir. what you're doing. Oh, thank you. And uh, because I, I just listening to you the last few seconds, it's, I feel like retiring. Oh, thank you. Because the reason I'm writing, the reason I'm, you know, doing programs like this is because I, I, I don't want to die with so much. That I knowledge. have yes. acquired, especially traveling the world and traveling the open spaces all over. Um, and I, at a stage, I started feeling that no, no, no. I mean, we, we can't just go on like this without passing something to yeah. the generations that are coming. Absolutely. Because the, some of the informations are very, very vital yeah. for the development of our nation. Yeah. So I, I must commend you. Thank you. For that. Thank you so then, much, sir. Going back to your question, I, I came into Lagos mm-hmm. in 1957. Wow. <laughs> okay, my even time. my producers, my two producers here weren't even thought of then, let alone me. That's right, yes. <laughs> uh, that was, and they're laughing. Yeah. Right now. Lagos, you can't hear them. Yes, uh, that was my first time coming into Lagos. Mm-hmm. And uh, I recall I went to a cousin of mine that lived along Bushere. And that, that was my first uh, abode here. And then, of course, subsequently to Elabora, mm-hmm. and then to Okesuna. Right, uh, Okesuna. Yeah, yes. Okesuna, yes. yes. It was a beautiful experience. Yes. Uh, I was probably in my 
late teens mm-hmm. at that time. And um, yeah, this is, um, and that was how my life started. And, and, uh, and that has continued way, yeah, since. Life, yeah. So coming from the East and, you know, you grew up there, you went to secondary school and then yeah. you find yourself in this crazy yeah. city. What was your first impression? Did you did you fly? Did you drive back then? How did you get in? Oh, I changed. You know, then... Well, you came by bus? You or? know, then uh, what is now Delta was known as Western Nigeria. Mm-hmm. And so in Pardon was mm-hmm. our capital. So mm-hmm. I first had to... I, I, I went in a, a public transport that was not even going to Lagos. Wow. But Ibadan. Okay. So I went to Ibadan first. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Maybe a night or two in Ibadan uh-huh. before sleeping in garages. Yes. <laughs> the parks and the rest. Wow. And then the following day, I started off. So in those days, it was not that easy to make a day's trip from mm-hmm. all the way from the Niger down to, um, to, to, to Lagos. Yeah. So that, that was how I... Um, came into Lagos, mm-hmm. uh, what you would call uh, the Bolekaja. Bolekaja, <laughs> yes, of course, of course, of course. Yeah. Most people don't know what the Bolekaja is, is anymore no, because they right, don't yes. exist anymore, do they? No, they don't. Yeah, yeah. So I'm going to ask him, and to some people they might say this is an obvious question, but I don't think it is. I think it's something that every Lagosian deserves to answer, and they answer it their own way. So would you say you're an Omoiko, indigenous, or an Araiko, a resident? You've been here since 1956, did you 57. say? 57. What would you say? What would you call yourself? Both. Excellent. Because, um, I mean... Why do I say both? I have mm-hmm. lived in virtually every part of Lagos. Yeah. If I start giving you how I moved before yes. I left Nigeria, uh, I lived in three places, like yeah. I mentioned. And then later to when I studied my classes, my part-time classes at Yaba College, mm-hmm. I had to move to Kodo Roads, mm-hmm. where because of, because of the proximity to, to, to the college. college. Yes. And uh, so I stayed there. And then later, when I finished my initial uh, 18 months, known then as sandwich course, okay. I moved back to Sulere. Uh-huh. <laughs> and uh, and it was from Sulere that I proceeded to to go abroad, okay, to go, to go to UK to continue my Your my, education. My We're going to talk about that yes. a little bit later. So you've traveled the world, you've traveled many countries. What in your eyes makes Lagos unique compared to all the other cities and states that you visited? You know... <laughs> It's a question I have problem with. Because, okay, tell me. Because um, sometimes when, anytime I I had to embark on any journey from from Lagos, I look forward to getting out. Right. Yeah. Because of one or two messy things you see here and there that can you cannot live with. Mm-hmm. But you know, after a, a few days out of whatever. <laughs> No matter how beautiful that place is, I'm itching to get back to it. <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, in other words, I, saw, I somehow became part of that mess. Yeah. And, uh, and and it's a city that, uh, I mean, like, like, like you can see uh, uh, all over me. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm a proper Lagos boy. Yes. And, uh, and I don't think I want to compromise anything. Absolutely. It's, uh, it's, it's, um, w- what makes Lagos different from from the rest is we are very welcoming, mm-hmm. even though we don't know it. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I see it with uh, because I have employed a lot of expatriates when mm-hmm. I became, and I'm sure we'll be talking about it 
chief executive of a major mm-hmm. uh, construction company. I employed a, a lot of expatriates at a stage 20 something of them. Mm-hmm. And every time there was time for uh, a particular contract of a, an expatriate to end, mm-hmm. it was a wonderful, not a wonderful, though, it was a difficult task for me inviting that expatriate to my office yeah. to sort of let him know or let her know that the contract was not going to be renewed. Yes. And in most cases... They never they shed, wanted to leave. Oh, yeah, they shed tears. Oh. You know, so it's... But then, you know, then listen to the other side of it. Whilst interviewing those expatriates to come to Nigeria, most of the time, the head office in London would invite me to come and partake uh-huh. in the interview. And if you listen to the kind of questions... They ask. I can imagine. Tell you know, us like, a couple. So, like they were now being punished by sending them to a war zone. A war zone. And, and a jungle. So, so you can imagine after a year or two. Yeah. There they are. They don't want to come. Yeah. So it's something you cannot just describe. Yes. If you ask me to tell tell you what it is, I, I have problem with that because I. So many. After so many years, I don't know what it is that makes this city. What it is. Yes, yes. So, like Lagos, most of you may not know, and I expect a lot more of you will know. um, Chief Jibuna has crossed the desert four times. Four times. And it's it's just incredible how you've managed to do that. So you go through the deserts and you come back. First time I think you went from Europe to the desert and the second time I think you went from Nigeria to the desert. However, having done that, when you arrive back home, what are your first thoughts? Let me tell you a story (laughs) and I hope you have time for that story. Go ahead. Um, Coming on my first expedition, traveling from London, took me over two months because I had problems with the vehicle. I was detained in two places. I had documentation problem here and there. So it took me well over two months to get to. But before I got to Lagos, I passed through Accra. I went all the way from Tamale to Kumasi and then Kumasi to Accra. Mm-hmm. When I got to Accra, I went first to a petrol station just to fill up my, my tank. And the gentleman, the petrol attendant, looked through my car. Maybe looked through me and said, where are you coming from? (laughs) (laughs) I didn't want to tell a young man like that, petrol attendant, any long story. So I said, Kumasi. Then he said, you can't can't be Kumasi, but with all these gadgets, everything. Anyway, when I found out that he was bright enough to communicate with me, I told him that I, uh, I, I was driving all the way from London. Immediately he stopped. And Shock. He, 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 he was straight to, apparently the owner of the petrol station yeah. was, uh, was in the office. So he told him, uh, the man now came out and said, looked over my car, asked to see my passport. I gave it to him and he said, would you mind coming into my office? And I went in, he ordered for some drinks and food for me and asked if I you know, like he would like to invite the press yes. to come and meet. I'm wow. Talking, I'm talking about... What year na- was this? 1966, 66, early wow. 66. Wow. So he, before I knew it, within uh-huh. two hours, he, like I said, he gave me food. Three journalists arrived at the station and they interviewed me, took photographs. The following day, 
I was all over the newspapers. My picture. Wow, Nigerian newspapers are going in the Wow. And the pictures of the car to a point where when I was even driving, like, you know, people were waving. What car was it? A Volkswagen. A Volkswagen. People were waving at me and then calling me all sorts of uh, <laughs> names. Then, because I had planned to spend just one day, mm-hmm. but I ended up spending like four or five days. The University of Legon said they wanted me to come and give a lecture to yeah. the students, which I did. And they arranged other interviews with other press. And so I spent four wonderful days as like a prince come to town. Yeah. And I kept saying to myself, if I'm celebrated like this in a foreign land, I wonder what it would be like when, when I get, get back to, home. to Lagos. So I was in a hurry at that stage to go back because I was not going to enter into this wonderful carnival. Then I got to Idiroko, the custom boats. And, uh, so Idiroko was a border, border at yeah, the time. Between yeah, Republic of Benin, then Dahomey, yes. and, right. and Nigeria. And I gave them all my papers. <laughs> they, they were like in doubt. <laughs> so I gave them the newspapers that I carried from uh, from the Ghanaian newspapers. And they took their time to read it fast. In fact, they got to a stage, okay, come, okay, come and see oh, what we're hearing, what we're saying. <laughs> anyway, they are boss came and when they finished doing all that interrogating me uh, they said hey, now what about your car so i gave them a, a document that i had known as canet end one which is which enables it's an insurance document it enables you to take in the car into a, any country and get it out in 1966 yes, we had such yes mm. so uh, this, the, the man now said to me and that was my first time of yeah and he was right he said this will not apply to your country because this is your country of registered residence and this and you are not taking this car out, out. so you now have to pay duty on your and car so i said well i was down to my last 100 pounds so I said 1966 100 pounds was a lot of money right? so so I said how much duty so they calculated the duty it came to 300 and something pounds and I I said look I don't have that money look you know I said look I'm a a celebrity already (laughs) look look at the newspaper so please give me time let me go back home (laughs) and they said oh no they don't do things like so to cut the whole story short they impounded my car wow wow and you know, so I had to go in a public transport all the way from Europe Back home. to Lagos. Wow. And of course, when I entered, the celebration that you received that in Ghana that you were expecting in, in, did, not happen. did not happen. Until after a few days, I now went and started. I already had a job waiting for me. I managed to mobilize some monies and I went back to Duroko mm-hmm. and collected my cars. Wow. That's, that's, that's an experience of coming back home and how it's so different. Remember Village Headmaster? Yes. I'm a boss, is Clara? <laughs> that's right. They were all my friends. Uh-huh. But you have to pick one. You can only choose one. Uh, Clara, because I don't know whether you... Uh, in my autobiography. That question was deliberate because I know. Yes, that's so right. tell us uh, about the story of your uh, Elsie Clara <laughs> and her real name. <laughs> well, Elsie, Elsie yeah. yes. and Shego were, uh, I would call them life friends. In mm-hmm. fact, I participated a lot going to Peru, going to Wari for, for the funeral of her. Uh, and I missed them a lot because they were 
my closest uh, friends. Anyway, Sisitla had this surgery in, in the hospital. And, uh, and I had this. Elsie uh, had sorry. the surgery. Yes. Who plays Sissi Clara? Clara that's yeah, right, yes. go ahead. And uh, before then, I had, you know, which I think you will come to talk about, uh, my love for plants, my love for flowers, mm. my love for uh, greenery, you know, which I have done. You had green fingers. Yes. yes. So I, everywhere I lived, I, mm. I kind of, uh, and I was driving through the cemetery. And I saw these beautiful roses just by the side of the cemetery and being not shot by a gentleman known as Baba Sunday. He was very okay. well known because he was the one, he was the gravekeeper. Okay, in the Koyi cemetery at the time. At the time. At what the time. year was this? 1967, 68. Okay. So, so through Baba, you know, and I would go into the cemetery and then talk to Sunday, Baba Sunday rather. And we became friends, and he was teaching me how to nurture some of these wonderful roses, and uh, and I started uh, planting them just in front of my uh, place in Papa. And then Elsie had surgery in the hospital, and you know, with a friend like that, what do you what do you do what do you when do? you go visiting? And, and I was still carrying a little bit of my UK etiquette. Mm -hmm. So I felt that flowers would be the best thing to, to take to Elsie. So I went to the cemetery to Baba Sunday. And I took them and said, look, I have a very good friend of mine who said, oh, he said, well, I'll get you some, some of the best roses you can, um, yeah. combination, red, yellow, white. And so he packaged them. Obviously, he was used to doing it. So he packaged them in a very nice, nice way and wrapped them up. And I uh, took the flowers to Island Maternity Hospital <laughs> and uh, gave them to Elsie. We got a vase. She didn't have any, so she had to go and get a beautiful, or the hospital got, yeah, her, got a vase. A vase. Yeah. So you and gave she it displayed the flower, mm -hmm. and it was beautiful. Mm -hmm. And uh, then I left. Of course. I went back after a day or two days after. And he said, Newton, where did you get this? He said, people have been coming here and been asking questions, even doctors and nurses, saying that, you know, where on earth in Lagos do you, do you find, find such beautiful? Can you imagine me telling Elsie? <laughs> <laughs> so I, I decided not. But knowing Elsie very well, she yes. would not give up. She said, no, you, you can't leave until you tell, until me, you tell me where you yeah. got these flowers from. And I thought about it. Seriously, and I said, How do I? <laughs> How do you tell her? That's why I, I had to because yeah. she said, She said, What? <laughs> she said, what did you tell her? Ikoi Cemetery. She packed it off and hung them out on me and said, Come on, get out of this place. <laughs> so that uh, it took quite, and of course, Shego. The husband got yes. to know about it, came to apologize. Oh. And, uh, but of course, we made up within a very short. In fact, before she left the hospital, we, mm. we made up. And, yeah. uh, but was some experience that Sissi I would Clara. never forget. Yeah. Yes, and um, fans of Village Master would never have ah, known that. Yes. Because yes. yes. we still miss it. Oh, yes, yes, yeah, so. absolutely. So, you're an environmentalist, and of course, that's no surprise. You're also the creator of Fade. Yes. Yeah? Um, not surprising. Now, 
you haven't been here since 1957, you would have witnessed so many children, I mean, changes rather, in the landscape of this great city. Tell me, and how do they make you feel? What changes, the, the notable ones, and what sort of feelings they invoke, they evoke from you? Well, I, the way I described some letters or some papers that, that I sent to Governor Tunubu at that time, I used the word Lagos under siege. Mm. And talking about the degradation, talking about the mess, talking about the street trading, talking about the street canteen, talking, you know, Lagos was really under siege mm. during uh, those uh, periods. But now and then I was invited by Lagos State Government to, to talk about those uh, issues, but nothing came out of it. Mm -hmm. Until when Bodylord was being um, built to built put together, yes. To a dual carriageway, yes. they brought down iconic trees. trees what year was this? Do you in, remember? Uh, what year did Fashola became? I mean, Fashola I, got, I came here in 2007, that was 2007, so it would have been about 20, 2000, yes. mid-2000, right, I think, yes, yes mid-2000. was only a few yes. months in office. Yes. Apparently, he was, I think, chief of staff to Gordon Tunubu when, and he saw my letters, he saw the papers I was doing to Lagos State Government. So, so when they started the work, in fact, it was my daughter. Came 2004, that's it. It would have been 2004, 2005. Dad, you know they are cutting down those trees on Bodylon. I said, what? He said, yeah. So the two of us were And truly, truly, I felt like tying myself mm. to those trees. Mm. Because, uh, so I then decided to organize some kind of protest. Yeah. And uh, I got to, to my friends in the press, again, Shegolu Shola. Yeah. And uh, Shegolu Shola invited Labaja okay. and a few other celebrities. Yes. And we, one night, we decided to storm Bodylon. Wow. We stopped the traffic. We stopped the movement of everything on Bodylon. And we were dancing and, you know, peaceful. Nothing, yeah. a big demonstration, but no, nothing. So many I, young people think they don't learn, they don't yes. even know about protests like yes, this. Right, yeah. Your generation, you wow. Know, people that came, people that were not invited, saw what we were doing. Before we, we grew from a hundred to thousands. Fantastic. And we danced all through the night. Fashola now had a party. Yeah, <laughs> just a few weeks in office. Yeah. He invited me. Heard about the giant movement of that, and I, I explained it to him. I said, Your Excellency, these trees have been there before us. Yes. What are we leaving behind? How can we just bring them down? That was when he made me a promise. He said, Look, we will ensure that for every tree that was cut down, we will replant Oh, fantastic! Wow, so, incredible. And that was why. When he now started the greening of Lagos, I took a leading part mm. in it. Mm. And he made me the ambassador for environment of Lagos State. Wow. Yes. Fantastic. And I participated in all the greening mm -hmm. projects. And um, so, so that's how the some changes started. Mm -hmm. But like I said, uh, it, it was the 
best thing that could ever happen to Lagos because people tend to underestimate what the importance of greenery, say, the greenery, what they do to the air we breathe, mm-hmm. to the water we Absolutely. drink, and to the, even the food that we yeah. eat, even the flooding, so, the flooding, everything. Yes. So, I mean, I, I know that uh, some people, you know. Objected or criticized, found at this stage, they started hearing yeah, yeah. things like fashion of flowers. Yes, and that, and yes. That. But but see, look at what that has done. To yes, the, incredible the, change, yeah. really good change. So, for fun, cinema or theatre? <laughs> cinema. Oh, when was the last time you went? Do you remember uh, you mean, what you saw? Well, I when I came back uh-huh. from my studies and uh, started living, uh, I'll call it a proper life in Lagos. Um, I, I, I did a few cinemas, but um, they were mainly Indian films. Indian films <laughs> back then, right? And uh, there was... What were they called? What were the cinemas called? <laughs> oh, any any name you Rex, can remember? Rex, Rex Cinema. Cinema. And yeah. uh, there was one on... Uh, we, we had... Oh, there was also The Globe. The okay, military the Globe, one right. Behind the... Um, Behind uh, work, okay. Yeah, but we used to go all the way down there to, to watch films. And there were mostly Indian films that they would no, show no, there. The Globe was like uh, the your okay. Western, Western kind films, of, uh, but yeah. the Nigerian films uh, theaters or rather yeah. cinemas were yeah. mainly uh, a lot of Indian because Indian. Uh, yeah. it, it, it evokes yes. crowd participation. Yes. You know, you will sing along yes. and, <laughs> and yes. people will shout yes. and uh, you know, so of it was different. But, yes. um, yeah, so I I, I, I kind of uh, took a lot of joy in, uh, in okay. but at the stage I, of course the cinema started dying away and uh, yeah. when television kind of uh, took Can, over. Yes. Mm. Wow, what an amazing, interesting, engaging conversation. Lagos, I hope you've enjoyed it as much as I have. Chief Jibuno, I hope you've enjoyed it as much as I have. Thank you so much for being my Lagos Lagosian today. Lagos, that was Chief Newton Jibuno, my Lagos Lagosian for this episode. Thank you for joining us. We'll be back next week. Thank you.